Hello, welcome to another fine edition of Chopped Greens. I am your host, Philip Amarine, virtually surrounded and encapsulated by the one, the only, David Hoffman. David, how are you doing this fine uh, afternoon, I'll say? Afternoon. I'm in your head, Phil. Sorry, yes, I, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sitting here, it's middle of, well, not middle of the night, it's, it's like, it's coming up on 9 p.m., so I just had hey, dinner. Hey, that's the middle of some people's night, you know? Yeah, sure, it, some, some people, not me, <laughs> but, uh, some people maybe, yeah, I'm doing good. All right, that's wonderful. We, uh, got together this week, and we reviewed Netflix's... Uh, this year's version of Marriage Story, but this time called Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> um, of course, starring uh, Glenn Close as... Uh, it's it's pronounced weird, but it's it's not Mama. Mama, Mama. It's, yeah. It's had... written, like when I saw the casting, it was written Mama, like M-A-W-M-A-W. Right. But in the movie, it's, it's Mama. So... Yeah, it's... For, for those of you as confused as I am, there you go. Yes, and then the second one would be Paypaw. Uh, <laughs> is is Bo Hopkins? Uh, yeah, it's it gets a little bit confusing on the on the pronunciations of the words that you thought you knew, but oh, oh no, you do not, because this is hillbilly elegy. Um, but it stars Glenn Close as Mayma, and then Amy Adams as Bev or JD's mom mom <laughs> for our purposes uh and then of course uh as far as the film goes there are two jd vances both um putting in about equal work i'd say very good casting on both ends yeah uh, equal work both in screen time and in, in importance well in in emotional sort of trial yeah I'll say. yeah yeah Certainly, certainly. We got Gabriel. Impressive work from both actors. I'll say, I'll throw that in early. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Ga- uh, Gabriel uh, Basso playing the older statesman of J.D. Vance. And then, of course, we've got Owen uh, Astelos uh, as young J.D. Vance. Um, both of which, like you said, did a, did a marvelous job. But let's let's not start there. Let's, let's start where the biggest chunk of our notes are, if we're going to be going behind the curtain here. Uh, the biggest chunk of our notes go to uh, to the technical technical side of the film because, really, where would the film be without uh, all the technical aspects that we find within this film? Yeah, I, I like the idea of approaching this review from an Oscar standpoint in just a, in in regards to all the different categories. You know, the the different categories that that an, a film like this, an Oscar bait film like this, uh, might fall into. Absolutely. Um, which obviously there's the acting stuff, which I, I will get to later, and, and directing and, and the picture overall. But but you know there's all those other categories: uh, cinematography, um, sound editing, uh, uh, scoring, etc. You know, as it goes, uh, as far as it goes for like uh, sound editing and uh, what have you, because honestly, the cinematography it, it it's fine. The editing's fine. Uh, I I don't know if you had any notes. I yeah, I I actually I would have said that the cinematography is it's not it's not anything. There's no like gorgeous landscape 
shots or like really weird, interesting lighting design. Well, let's but, be honest. But we're, I actually thought we're that... dealing with Kentucky and on the border of, of Ohio, right? So. Well, there was a shot of note, especially um, there's a, a a drive through the the hills through the countryside um, from a bird's eye perspective that where they're driving to the funeral where. It, and it's I loved it. I, I loved that shot. But really, the cinematography that that I wanted to note was in the very beginning, and and it carries throughout the film. But but immediately was one, it was my first note that I wrote down. I said the cinematography makes you feel like you're in amongst the action as 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 a character, um, you know, in this group of people uh, in that very uh, early scene. Um, where we see young JD and he's just gotten uh, in a fight and and then he's surrounded by like family members and family friends and stuff and 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 the camera's like panning you know to different people and and the camera's right in amongst this group of people it's it's I I, re- I loved it I thought it was I thought it was uh, uh, fantastic and cinematographer um, for for I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce her first name correctly but uh, Maurice um, Alberti fantastic work really loved it um i i personally really loved it and i i'm not usually a fan of pov shots and there were a lot of pov shots um where you really do you get l- the exact perspective of the character i don't like i don't always love that but but it was really well done here and and it, it worked really well in my opinion so i actually yeah. really loved the cinematography and it was of note in my opinion no no that i mean that's fair i think unfair or unfair uh for me it's just it, it's more along the lines of of the same when we when it comes to netflix actually i mean that it, that's sort of a, a weird compliment to give but that i think is is something to be said of netflix i i don't see it as anything exceptional beyond what the standard is for netflix nowadays even when you see something as ridiculous as polar off of netflix i think that i i find the cinematography at least to be uh above average above industry standard as it currently stands I right think, now but i think it's not it's not obviously spectacular but i do think it was spectacular and i think it, it it would of the movies that i've seen this year it's definitely one of the front runners for cinematography I, that's and that's fine that's fine and fair and uh, like like i mentioned earlier the fact that we're working with kentucky on the border of ohio uh they definitely used what they had where they could find it and how they found it to their advantage uh even it, as the opening shot of when he's uh jd is is lamenting on his favorite and where he he himself finds himself to originate from uh in in, in the woods of kentucky as far as that goes, uh, and we go to the overshot, and we come to him coming in and out of the water, and we're editing through in that, there are, like you like you pointed out, some, some great moments and great visuals and great scenes, but it wasn't consistent enough and overwhelming enough to where I had to give it a nod that seemed more more so than just... Uh, yeah, good good job. Like you you it, it just average, and again up to Netflix's standards that it has set for itself. But again, that's just okay. me. I I, I suppose, find I think we, I do think we disagree slightly there. But um, what what uh, I'll move on to score. You also did you say that that was also sort of good but not great or 
yeah, again, when we perhaps I'm just jaded by the fact that last week we reviewed uh, First Cow, and I found that to be just tremendous and just a, a, a incredibly Very minimalistic scoring that minimalistic was. Uh, and appropriate. It, it's hard maybe to get off of something that, that I just loved so much in a previous week's film to then come to the next week's and then find something that's just, again, just fine, suits its purpose. Uh, beside- I, I really liked it. I thought it was beautiful. Um, was it was it uh, Oscar-worthy? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I, I would really have to think about it and compare it to the other front runners. But I do. I did also write down beautiful score. Like there was moments. Mm. It wasn't something that carried through the film where I, I was co- constantly thinking, "Wow, this score is amazing." But certainly in the early, uh, the first twenty or so minutes, I really, I did, I loved the scoring. Um, but it wasn't. I don't know if it would, if I would really say that it's, it's in the running for like best score uh best overall score well actually i'm I'm pretty sure it is an original score but um i'm not sure if i would put it up at the top there for this year um but it but it was really nice i really i enjoyed the score and i thought it was it it fit with the movie very well yeah again it, it it's it's just normal for me uh i Okay. Now this one's not not as much of a, of a boon as it is for Netflix's standard, where where I thought the cinematography is is above and tremendous in its own right for Netflix on on average. This was well, okay. was a scope below that. I think it's just like if if I had to give it a grade, like out of zero to ten, it's a it's a commanding five. It's it's just a five. It just stood to be what it was. That's that's what I, think- I saw. I think, or what I heard in this case. I would I would rate it much higher than that, but but okay, but you say you keep saying the Netflix is standard. Netflix turns out a lot of crap. So no 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 I don't no, know. no no no. I don't no, know if no, you're talking I'm, about I'm, Netflix's no, Oscar-y no, 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 no. The, kind of films or no, or you're talking no, about Netflix stand, overall. Right. The only standard that I'm I'm referring to is for its cinematography. I mean, I just watched Extraction, even when I said earlier about Polar. Uh, as far as cinematography goes, I feel like Netflix itself really turns it out for cinematography, yeah. for a vision. Uh, everything else, every other technical element goes, you know, with whatever show, with whatever movie it, it is, But and at the time in the behest of the director. But as far as cinematography goes, I would say but, that that... I mean, that is set we, for Netflix. We have to remember that Netflix makes very few of these films themselves. A lot of these films they they sort of purchase the rights to, even if they do have a little red N on them, they weren't necessarily produced from beginning to end by Netflix. Sometimes Netflix picks up these productions and, you know, they, they get sold to Netflix to be Netflix originals. Sure. So there's... there's, there's there's a lot that comes onto Netflix, maybe that, that you don't, that we don't even see because it, I don't know, it, it is never seen by the algorithm as relevant to us. And and there's a there's certainly a lot of crap out there that is not worth watching. And and so like when you when you say net, the net, Netflix is standard, I think that there's there's some like Again, I don't know. I see I, the standard I, I, is a lot lower than. But but even even that said, like I do think I I would have rated the score higher. 
Only it was subtle, in reference was... to the cinematography, David. I mean, the rest of the films, yes, you're right. When I, okay, when sorry, I see I'm getting the... carried away. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, you're really taking this score personally when I think you're fighting tooth and nail over over a, a scooch above average at best, even if I am a bit pessimistic. But again, okay. only in reference to the cinematography. The rest of it, I mean, when we're talking about what? The Crude's animated series. I mean, I, I too, I can understand and agree that Netflix doesn't have the end-all be-all of of other studios per se even in purchasing other movies but at the same time when it comes to cinematography whenever netflix puts out its stamp of approval for netflix produced and written and and films with that little red n on it for the most part even on movies that they bought they always seem to have this sort of of boldness and (laughs) boldness uh but boldness in the film and filming and cinematography elements of the film Okay. All right. I think we should move on. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay. So we have uh, all that. As far as any technical, well, I, I, I should ask you, are there any other technical aspects that you found to be extraordinary out of this world? Something that men- that is worth mentioning on this podcast because I you, suppose, Hoffman, loved it that much. I suppose the writing is could be considered a technical aspect in in some regards um i thought that was yeah, that was fair. really good the the writing was was uh, wonderful and and part of that i'm sure is owed to the original novel written by jd vance himself um i haven't read it so i couldn't possibly know but i'm sure it's a well-written novel he's a highly educated man and uh it was turned into a great screenplay um, and well directed by Ron Howard, and that's that's about all I I feel like I need to say about the the uh, the technical aspects of the film. So uh, on Ron to you, ha- and then let's move on to the the the, the juicy stuff. Yeah, yes, absolutely. The one uh, the one element that I want to touch on is the blend of Ron Howard and really the writing. Uh, upon first. You know, first couple moments and what my whereabouts and everything else were when I started watching this film, my first sort of inclinations were that this was going to be somewhat of a messy film. I didn't particularly like going back and forth in timelines. It seemed to kind of muddy and, and you know, mess up the entire what the film was trying to portray what I thought going into this film but then yeah I can certainly see that but but to the film's credit as we entered the third act and we kind of converged into one finite story I think that it actually worked out quite well and and again it's through it's it's written and directed beautifully into the the our main person Una, unenthusiastic as he may be JD does offer a, a sympathetic character if nothing else that you are interested in and his plight in two separate times of his life while they may seem separate definitely come to to entertaining conclusions that you are certainly as an audience member invested in yeah i i thought um, I thought, you know, nonlinear storytelling can be <laughs> difficult and dangerous and, and confusing and, and uh, all things considered, uh, it was done pretty well. It was able, uh, you, you're able to follow the, the, the separate timelines, two, three even separate timelines. Yeah, yeah. I, Technic- I was about to, I was about to make a point speaking, that, yeah, the, the back to back to back uh, timeline viewage 
of the same entrance into Ohio almost where you see the shop yeah. uh, in the first parts of, with uh, Maymaw's uh, time where it's open and, and thriving. We go to, to the mom's time and it's starting to slowly close down and then we go to modern day and it's all shut down. I don't know that you get the message of what strife a town can endure and live through along with personal strife without having those images back to back to back and it probably would have been lost had you gone directly linear so again something worth applauding i don't normally enjoy the tool and technique of intersecting storylines because it rarely doesn't seem to be a boost or a boon to the story i was wrong and am wrong in this one incredible storytelling yeah, uh, technique for sure. in, in for that particular point. Uh, so let's get to the to this. Speaking of which, let's let's get right to it. The story and film itself as a whole. Uh, yeah, I, I actually wanted to share something. I don't know if um, before we just ahead. as a sort of an introduction. Um, I, I didn't. So I'd heard the word elegy before, but I didn't actually know its real actual definition. And I looked it up, and I really liked. I liked uh, what I found. It, it just it seemed to complement the movie really well. Do, are you familiar with the? Do you are you have a good understanding of the word elegy? No, I, I'm I'm yeah, unaware. So I didn't either. So I'm going to share the definition, um, the dictionary definition of elegy. It is a mournful, melancholy, or plaintive poem, especially a funeral song or a lament for the dead. Hmm. So I, I really I thought that the word complements the film quite nicely. Um, and I don't think that gives away any spoilers or anything. It, it, watch, watch the watch movie the tra- and find out for yourself. <laughs> watch the trailer and you'll even see that this is not going to be, <laughs> this is not going to be uh 51st dates or anything. It's, it's definitely, it, it looks like an Oscar bait film that, that is a high intense drama with real slicing emotions, really. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, how'd you like seeing that iPhone four? Oh wow! Fun. What a yeah! What a blast from <laughs> the past, really. He, uh, you know, I can't wait. This is perhaps a side note, but I, I, I really can't wait for us to go forward into technology. I, I, we're almost there, David. Where, where filming and utilizing phone and text messages on film will be more seamless. Uh, I, I have yet to kind of see the best version of that uh and even in this one there were moments where where i thought to myself why is she looking at a blank phone he's talking on his phone regularly and she's looking directly at it even though she's in bed i uh that's that's just yeah no piccadillo that was interesting i she picked up the phone and i was like are they facetiming and then it cut to him and yes, he, yes. they weren't they weren't facetiming no uh, no they was, weren't it was going from one uh, lips to to his ear and yeah uh, and and again weird. trust me yeah just just weird notable i i made a note of it but it really wasn't uh, it doesn't kill the film by any means it's just i i think somebody you know the next generation of uh, directors will probably be able to to weave that in more seamlessly uh, i think probably yeah, oddly yeah. enough the best, most recent uh, version of media that I found to integrate texting and messaging and calls into a production 
is Dash and Lily. Have you seen Dash and Lily on Netflix? That's I, I have not. I have not. Uh, it, again, just for that one tool, it, it's it's actually quite refreshing. I think that it might be used more uh, in future Netflix productions or associated films, what what have you. Anyways, that's I only bring that up for that one point. Uh, but again, we, we go to the beginning of this film. Now, I offer you a road here, David, and uh, you choose Ohio or Kentucky, really. Do you want to go and talk about the acting, or do you want to go and talk about the story and the film as, as, a, as a bigger part? Um, I, I'm kind of desperate to talk about the acting. I want to talk about Glenn Close All right, and let's, Amy Adams. Wow. Let's, scr- let's scratch that itch right there. All right, so yeah. this this film, I think, is highly built upon, and you and you see it even in the trailers, just the commitment that Glenn Close is to getting that friggin' Oscar, and by God, she, oh yeah, oh. she she has never been Glenn closer. She is coming. <laughs> she I was is. gonna make a joke like that, but but you you got there first. Yes, that's what happens when you when you talk and filibuster your way to the to the top. But yeah. uh, but Glenn Close, I again first half of this film, I I didn't see it. I was saying what a letdown. What a just a what a. Really? Well, at the, okay. well, the well first, she wasn't in it much, I guess. That, in the first that's what half. I'm saying. Yeah. The first half until we get to pay pause. Um, then again, exit to the film. Then again, um, Jennifer Lawrence received a a Oscar nomination for actress in a supporting role um, for American Hustle, which she was barely in. She had like a scene and a half or something in that movie, like two scenes in that movie. She was barely in it, and she received an Oscar nomination for for best supporting uh, actress, and 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 deserve it or not, doesn't matter. She just wasn't in the movie much, so so it's possible. But actually, brings me to a question: who do you, who would you say is the leading role in this movie? Because um, um, because obviously you have JD, who's the the right the absolutely the, kind the of the main cut. character, but the movie's mainly about Amy Adams' character Bev. So who's in line for, you know, would 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 Amy Adams be in line for best actress or best supporting actress? Unfortunately, I think for this particular film, I think that the way it's constructed and the way that they're going to have to sell it is that both actresses are supporting actresses. If you if you're going to make the case, well, the only I I know I know, but the only case to be made here, I I think. Glenn Close is going to be, if there is a lead actress nomination from this, Glenn Close will deserve that nom more than Amy Adams, or at least she would. Well, be so more... it doesn't. It's 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 about. Um, there's there's a little bit of a gray area in the rules here, I believe, but but I actually think I I, I think it's going to be the flip side. I think that that Amy Adams is going to be in line because of the of the female characters in the story. She has the arc. You know the 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 whereas uh, Glenn Close's character uh, Mamaw doesn't really have much of a a character arc. Her arc is kind of complete by the time the the sort of we the get multiple time frames her. of the story. Uh, her sort of timeline is post her character's arc. We hear about you know what she was like when she was younger, but so I actually think as an interesting story. Um, there are you familiar with the movie All About Eve? Yes, I am. Isn't that so, Ben Affleck? No, no, no. This is a this is an old movie. Let me just uh, let me pull it pull it up. So there was there's two actresses. I'm gonna f- uh, grab their names right now. And uh, 
one was clearly a uh, a supporting character and one was a um, leading character. So Betty Davis, um, I believe Betty Davis was playing a, um, a the lead role, and um, the other actress. Let me find her. Mm. No, I'm not finding. Anyway, so one the other actress didn't want to be a supporting character, a supporting actress, so she insisted on being nominated for best leading actress and as a result of that, they both lost to someone else in a different movie. So if she, they, every, people say that if she had stuck the with ticket. the supporting actress, if she'd stuck with the supporting actress nomination, she probably would have won. Anyway, so that's just a little side uh, uh, snippet of information. Uh, no, no, I and, think... it, and it's a good note to to see how, just how, I, I think desperately Netflix knows that this is probably their best shot at winning an Oscar and that they are going to promote one or the other. And you're probably right. I think that they will try to upstand Amy Adams into the forefront here, but I don't know if they'll be able to plead their case hard enough, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, that that may be so. Uh, I think I, I think she'll, she's got a good chance of, of getting a nomination. I don't know that... Um... I don't know that that uh, JD will get uh, the character in either young or old form will get a nomination. I I don't know if it was no. spectacular enough in 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 no. either case. Uh, I was very impressed. I I I struggle sometimes with child actors. I was very impressed with um with young. I've got to pronounce this this name correctly. Right. Um, it's it's a bit of a tongue twister, but uh, it, Owen a- Astalos is what I went with. A- Astalos. Yes. Uh. Well. Well done. Yeah. He's great. Uh, yeah, no, I. It's always a. It's always a chicken or an egg conversation. I. I have with myself. Let alone, I can imagine that two actors uh, have amongst themselves. But does the young, especially in a film where it's actually pretty fifty-fifty between the two characters, uh, do they work on a character together? Does one model the other? Because I, I'd imagine that if if Gabriel Basso was a bigger name, if he were somebody along the lines of Al Pacino, right? If mm-hmm. you were the younger actor, you would model yourself after that actor but since since he's more nuanced, right? He, what he does, while right. it changes, there's still always going to be that, ooh-ah, you know? There's always going to be a, <laughs> there's always gonna be a little bit of that in there. So you probably adhere more to the older actor rather than the latter or even a compromise in the middle. So I wonder in a film such as this, where they really do complement each other well, it's hard to merit whether the young actor is stepping up to the plate of what the older actor does did or if or if it's the reverse and and they're or just did or is it is it mainly down to you know kudos to the casting for finding actors who really did channel the same sort of energy very very possible uh and certainly not out of contention of what it what the reasons could be for why they these performances became so authentic what even if they weren't spectacular showy or you know had a lot had a lot to to merit awards or nominations. I, it certainly was an authentic performance in two performances that really mirrored each other quite, quite well. You bought that they were in two different time zones and of the same character. Um, but yeah. to get... To, I, I feel like while we can while we tugged on the ear of Glenn Close and gave her her props and I think it's undeniable that she is at the front run of whichever category she gets pigeonholed into uh, and God bless her I, this this has to be it this this should Look, be it this if, if she if she gets a nomination for best supporting actress I I can't see how she loses at this point 
She it was would, so amazing. I have written down here, Glenn Close, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Like, awesome. Just like... She will be the you know, Nicole Kidman of what was last year, where I don't think a lot of people said anything other than, all right, so Nicole Kidman wins for Judy. And then nobody really said why, or nobody really questioned it. It was just sort of a given. It was every every other category that was a question. This year, yeah, Glenn she, Close she was, will win. Yeah, I, I really do believe that. My A mentor of mine, Stu Levin, who uh, recently passed away, he, he and I last year really wanted Glenn Close to uh, to take it. And or was it last year or the year before? I, I can't remember now. Um, for um, uh, the wife, was that it? And oh yeah, there were yeah there were a couple. And she didn't, and we were both really disappointed. Just because we really think that she should get one eventually. Um, she really deserves it, and I think this might. I think this is the year. This is the year. Her commitments pay this off, is, and this is her revenant, except so much better than revenant, like. <laughs> In a different you know, that, world. That's one Oscar nod film that I have let slip through my fingers. I have not gotten a chance to watch it. Yeah, you haven't missed much. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I hear. I hear it's a performance, but other than that, not much. Um, but yeah. but I I brought up Glenn Close, and and we again, you cannot heap enough praise on her, and we heap enough praise on her. But let's go to Amy Adams. Um, and mm. I think this is where we will split, David. I. I had a you lot of expectations. Like yeah, here. Well, it's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't. I didn't love it. And when when this was billed as both of the, by being led by the two female stars, and again, maybe this is just the 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 danger of be dealing with another great actress. You're going to be compared on screen to what the other person's doing. And when the other person's going, very rarely do you find a Dallas Buyers Club where both performances that that are there live up to the bill and both are worthy of awards. I I myself I was underwhelmed. I think out of everything in the film that I came in expecting to be good, Amy Adams while not bad by any stretch, was not as stellar as Glenn Close. And while that's not a sin, and while I do not condemn her for it, I just cannot say in good faith that I think that she had as good I performance think, as Glenn Close, nor is worthy no, of the award. No, I, I agree with you there. I think I think she was... I, I, will, I would call her performance amazing. I, I thought she was fantastic. Um, very raw and real and beautiful acting i think she deserves a nomination i don't know that i would i like i don't know that she would win i don't know if it's a winning performance unfortunately she might have to remain amy adams academy award nominee you know but but i you know it's possible and i i, I wouldn't be i wouldn't be tragically disappointed if she if she did win uh but it this is that we don't know we don't even know what the nominations are yet so it's really early days and i'm very excited because i i think she was i think she was really good but um i do see what you're saying i don't i don't think i don't think it measures up to glenn close's performance um speaking of, i just a little note do you see the pictures at the end of the real people because this is based on uh, on true events they did an amazing job of making Glenn Close look like the the real mammal. Do you not think? Absolutely. I think that 
it's amazing. The, the way that Glenn Close gives herself into these roles is absolutely astonishing. And I think part of the reason why, much like Leo's Leonardo DiCaprio's plight towards getting an Oscar himself, where people saw him just, you know, it's, it's levels to this. It's like how many different ways and shapes and forms can this person give? Like you're physically seeing them as a person while also seeing them as a character, but knowing who they are as the person go through all these trials and tribulations and you finally give up to a point where you're just saying, what else can they do? It was like Denzel, you know, everybody has that plight, but it just, it feels so much more rewarding when it's a Clint Eastwood, when it's a Glenn Close and they're just... Yeah, she she completely throws Glenn Close out the window and, you know, Glenn Close is, is by f- just the absolute antithesis of uh, Kentucky, quote unquote, oh, hillbilly, yeah. not meaning to offend... You know, that's just the opposite of, of, you know, who she is. as a, Like, the transformation is just, you know, you see a lot of these in movies, but but wow, like, she really does completely transform, and, and I love it. Yes, absolutely, and I can't agree with you more. Uh, she'll probably, Amy Adams will probably be nominated because I, off the top of my head, I don't know what other performances were probably on that particular list of either Best Actress or Best Supporting Actress um, that we've seen thus far. Maybe something will be released, but I think that she'll remain nominated. It is, All right. it is that, that time of year, of course, that we'll see I'm, yes, probably yes. A, couple, a couple more films. Who knows? Maybe Gal Gadot with Wonder Woman 84 coming out soon will <laughs> oversee you know, Awesome. Stranger things have happened. Stranger I, I, things have happened. You know, you know what? If you'd have told me that somebody would have won a viable Oscar off of a off of a comic book character movie, uh, I would have laughed at you. What ten years ago? And then Heath Ledger just said, "Hold my hold my beer." You know. Yeah. So, yeah. There we go. Uh, all right. Let's transition to the last piece before we we give our final thoughts. But the story, the story. Uh, and now this is going to be a tricky one because. As you mentioned before, while they are our real counterparts, this is off of a real story, albeit off of a very uh, smart and aware individual who really doesn't seem to have pulled back punches, at least regarding his family. Uh, th- this could be very sensitive stuff, but yet I think it was important things to put out into the ether to kind of redefine that just just what the notion of, of you know, hillbilly and what all that entails, even though they might have... it's. <sighs> It's interesting well, because it's. I mean, yeah. Unless we unless we read the book, unless unless we had read the book, which I'm, I'm pretty sure neither of us have. I have not. No. We, we we would not know. We would not know JD's the real life JD's actual perspective on this story, and we don't know how many liberties Hollywood took. They they have a tendency to take a lot of, a lot of uh, liberties. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody being the 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 worst example. Um, well, that I mean that immediately comes to to mind. But right. But it does feel very true, and you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't pull any punches. And we already touched on on sort of the non-linear storytelling and how they handled that really well. Um, but what did like? How was the? Did you have any personal connection to the story? I personally did it. I, I mean, I've I've been to Kentucky a lot. Actually, I've got family who live there. Okay, so uh, Lexington. So, so it's a different part of Kentucky, but right. No, but I, I know. It's hard yeah. to relate. It's hard to relate to certain stories when when you don't have a personal connection to to the the subject matter or the people. Here, uh, here, let, people let, me, who, let me do let me do this for story. you. Let me do this for you, David. Have you you remember and you watched Roma last year's Oscar bait from or no? Now this is two years ago. Excuse me, two Roma years ago, from yes. two zero. Did you you watched? Yes. Yes. 
in a weird way, just because they're <laughs> possibly could not be further from each other. But I think that that's somewhat the point is that I felt the same way about this story that I did about Roma in that beautiful story. Um, I don't think that you have to be a part of the community to appreciate it, but I don't think that... Oh, no, absolutely, yeah. Right, right. But in the same token, in the same breath, I don't think that I myself enjoyed it as much as somebody who probably lived in whatever environment that is. And, uh, you know, much like how certain people feel about, you know, uh, opera. Yeah. You know, it's just, if, if it doesn't, if it's not your I taste, if you're not from there, agree. it doesn't feel doesn't feel real to you per se. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. For example, Dunkirk, uh, I believe it was also two years ago. That movie right. was very personal for me because my grandfather was there at Dunkirk and my mom watched it. My mom watched it with me in the cinema and we both cried. And and this this isn't personal for me. However, the actors, the filmmakers, the whole the whole shebang, everyone does such a good job of connecting with the viewer i think and and it, it it's made in a way that it feels very personal even if you can't connect with the subject matter and i think that's well, really me... important and that's a huge factor when it comes to to i don't know impressing me and probably impressing the academy as well well of course i mean for me david this this there are two separate discussions when it comes to discussing the story as it pertains to this film there's one how how true of uh, does it relate to the source material because especially when you're dealing with not only a real like a book but a book based off of true events there's like a dual edged sword right like how oh, how close was it to the book but then also how close was it to true life maybe it doesn't you know stay true to what the book said but when you're talking to the actual JD he can be like well I wasn't able to put that in the book in the quite quite the right way or oh yeah no like there was this little thing but it just doesn't read as well what what have you <laughs> you know we'll be able to tell We'll be able to tell at the Oscars, provided that the movie is nominated, which I, I definitely think it will oh, be yeah, for yeah. something. We'll be able to tell at the Oscars when they show us the real JD and possibly Bev, who of course would probably be there being the subjects of the film. We saw members of Queen um, and family members when, when Bohemian Rhapsody came out. Um, so, you know, like it's not beyond possibility that they get invites to the ceremony itself, especially right. JD as, as the writer of the novel. Uh, so we'll be able to tell maybe by the look on his face <laughs> at the Oscar right. ceremony and I, or what and he I, says in the interviews, you know? Absolutely. And I think that you've you've hit on that aspect quite well that we, you know, us us two specifically, having not read it, we can't really attain to that. And, and you've given some great notes on what to look for to see how close it, it hit home for at least J.D. But I think for me, what I want to kind of just look at it abstractly, right, as a story itself, while yes, it is for like somewhat of a specific audience. I think what it took from me and what I kind of gathered from this story personally is that while, and and this is what it feels like, right? That this is a commentary uh, that more so than other films, because while, while before in other films that I've seen in, in much maligned communities and other sects of communities uh, that are under under uh, shown really in Hollywood's spectrum and in in uh, communities that really that we just don't see from often times to to enough. This was the odd exception where it's yes, it's a white community, but it's a community that we haven't that we've somewhat shunned or at least has felt right. shunned. Well, Hollywood certainly has. Oh, certainly. You know, like we see so much of California and Los Angeles and New York and 
and and very well far more rarely do we get to to get a glimpse into the li- the lives of uh rural america middle of, you yeah, know middle at least of the country yeah certain parts of rural america so yeah a- absolutely absolutely yes yes and so my point being with that is that when we see a film such as this go forward and try to identify and humanize and and show that that there are well it's of course different it's always going to be different and what each person has may be different the trials are still there for most people while we may not all you know have to worry about per se direct hunger there's still a story of where i'm having trouble even getting my medical bills can you please spare a a, a pear and maybe an extra slice of bread you know uh you know oh well i may not be having trouble actually sending them to school getting the tools that they need for a for a 60 dollar calculator which at that time seemed is extremely high for can i get a 60 dollar calculator uh i'll go out and go without my pills which leads to then another thing it, it yeah. just it, it felt completely nuanced and like we more of identifying of a factor of again what it even is to be a quote unquote hillbilly and what it takes to rise forward from that and and it's it's written well throughout the film I, that part yeah. beyond I, any of the truths uh, included or or not not included within the story felt good i think the i think that there's a real lesson in this film that people aren't People are nowhere, nowhere near as different as as sometimes you think that they are. And you, there's so many problems that that everybody has that you know. Well, at least most people can relate to. You know, financial struggles, not being able to pay medical bills, having maybe drug issues. You know, a lot of families suffer from that, and and all over the world, all over the United States, and and there's a film like this where you may not understand the culture. Um, you certainly may not relate to it, but you know a lot of people have very similar struggles, and, and and that allows allows you to connect with people who grew up on the other side of the country or the other other side of the world, even. So you know, I I thought this movie was, I don't know, I going going on to our final sort of uh, final thoughts thing. Would I I don't know. Do we want to do recommendations? Would I recommend this film? Yeah, yeah. Are we ready for that, Phil? Yeah, I would yes, absolutely so. recommend this film. You know, I I really think that that I, and it's not like last week where you know I said, well, if you're an Oscar-y type person, you'll like filmy films, uh, artsy films. Definitely watch it. Otherwise, no. This film, I, I would recommend to pretty much anybody. I think it's I think it's a really nice film to watch. It it you know brought out the emotions, and that, isn't that what we watch films for? So so yeah, absolutely, I would recommend this film. This film certainly feels more all-inclusive, uh, but it, it fits more of what the general word of a drama is, and I can see a wider audience enjoying it. It takes... It t- it's a smaller sect of the audience that would that goes to go see films that would not enjoy this film. So yes, I would recommend this film. It is a good film. Um, good outing, Ron Howard. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and... Uh, uh, beyond that, was there uh, a performance that that underlined the entire thing? Obviously, we talked about Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Was there a performance that you enjoyed that may have been under the radar in this film that that may that may uh, you know, resonate with you? Um, not it's okay if not. Really, yeah. not really. I well, actually, no. I really enjoyed um, Lindsay. 
in the film that played yes, is yes. J- JD's sister um, played by uh, played by do you have it up Phil she was uh, also did. here's a fun fact also in uh, we were reviewed a few weeks ago was uh, the devil all the time she was in oh, that yes. movie as well also wonderful in that film um, so yeah she was she was very good she wasn't she didn't have a lot to work with uh, not not as much as I think she did in the devil all the time but also a, a nice performance but other than that not really not nothing wow it was there was nothing bad to speak of but nothing wowed me how about you Phil yeah you're right Haley Bennett is who we're Haley Bennett. At. That's the the name that es- escaped me. Yeah, Haley Bennett, very uh, fine actress, very good actress. So yes, I I too would uh, would agree. Um, probably the only standout besides the two bombshell uh, explosive performances that we see at the top of the ledger. Um, but really, I mean, if you go to watch this film, it's even shown in any advertisement that you see, any movie poster that you see. They know exactly where their bread is buttered in this one, and by God, they 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 deliver. So uh, we'll, nope. we'll go to my that. my biggest criticism was the trailer. Oh, yeah. Showed showed too much of the movie. You know, I I like to see a small snippet enough to make me want to watch it, and it showed me a little too much. So if you're gonna watch this film and and you're sure that you're gonna watch it, maybe give the trailer a miss. That's that's an interesting yeah yeah no I I agree I usually find myself find uh, getting that criticism with comedies uh, but this, yeah. this certainly could could go with that as well my my two biggest criticisms but they're both kind of the same is that sometimes the conversational writing was not good uh, I look in the comic book store scene it it just feels kind of clunky um, yes and yeah. I can and then, agree about that scene for sure. Yeah. And then Usha, when she's trying to come to Kentucky, uh, and she's on the phone, and and JD all of a sudden just has this outrage. It 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 kind of feels, <laughs> it feels out of place, and just oh wow, we're going from, you know, an, an emotion of three to all of a sudden nine, and he's just yelling. It it kind of felt unearned, but both of those. And then my other one, which again correlates somewhat to the writing, this. <laughs> I I wonder if this is just JD now, just correlating all of his likes back then. But this boy liked far too many things. I know when I was a kid, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't into politics and comics and sports, and knew enough in each and every one of those subjects to be well versed in all three sectors. That's a lot to go around and be like, "Hey, I'm watching yeah. I'm watching so, Dick on you, the TV." You also didn't go to Yale, so. I, I, yeah, I guess. I, maybe <laughs> well, and that's neither did I. Neither did I. Right. But maybe, maybe Yale people are just, are just better than everyone else. I don't know. Maybe, but just. I think, be... I think this, just as a side note, I think this movie is very much trying to say the opposite of that, but. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe young JD really did know, you know, like the stats of every quarterback and running back in, in the NFL, along with knowing Dick Cheney's personal agenda for politics abroad. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, but, but you know, you, what, what do I know? Screw me. No um, matter. All right. No matter. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for David Hoffman, you guys can find me on Instagram at David Hoffman underscore actor Hoffman spelled with double the F 
double yes. the N. Yes, we love doubles. I'm Philip Amrine. I've only got, well, I'm not going to say what part of my name there's double of because that just, that might sound inappropriate if I just state it out loud. So I've got to go. Philip Amrine, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to continue to listen to all of our upcoming episodes, including the subsequent Give Me Five episode coming out tomorrow. And of course, we got a big old catalog now. We're, David, we are on Spotify now. Spotify Ooh. even recognizes it. Yes. We're Spotify. On Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're going to Google Premium. Maybe that I'm means hoping. I can finally listen to these things. Yes, we got, uh, I think we're, we're applied for iHeartMedia. We are going places. The only place we're not going is Pandora, because their rules and regulations well, are yeah. funky. Are funky, I tell you. And not in a good way. Uh, All right. but, but remember, everybody. Remember. I got dogs. They bite. <laughs>